Hello, you're listening, you are listening to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM. Do you like
You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Shamia Tech for today and yeah, we are we are gathered we have gathered on the microphones at Banka Studios in Maastricht. What you listened to there by the way was a a track a, a small sample from um from a local DJ. Uh so shout out to Helena. Uh also by the way, a former uh, student radio uh, active member, uh, acting chair. So, yeah, this was uh, this was her um uh, her uh, her DJ um track. It's called uh, called Octopus Garden. And today we're doing an episode together with Moza Musica, who is also presenting on RTV 107.5 FM every Saturday from, I think, 8 to 9 p.m. So be sure to tune in. But today, um, today's topic um, of our episode is, uh, is Bridge Europe. And yeah, so we have reps from Bridge Europe Maastricht in the studio. Can you please uh, introduce yourself? Sure. So a very warm welcome from my side. My name is Joel. And let me just quickly introduce Bridge Europe to you. Um, so at Bridge Europe, we see a problem um, at polarization in our society. For example, in Europe, um, you had uh, topics like the Brexit or the vaccine mandate, which really polarized and divided our society. And we really want to bridge those different perspectives. And we do that by organizing events where we bring together speakers and participants from those different angles and viewpoints and perspectives. Now, what is really cool about Bridge is we are a global movement. Um, so Bridge was founded six years ago in the United States and can now also be found in Africa, Europe, of course, right? Um, and also Asia. Um, if, <laughs> if we look at Maastricht, then um, we have um, right now 20 active members. Uh, we were founded in 2019. Um, so we are really still a very young organization, a very dynamic organization, and we are always looking for new students uh, that want to make a positive impact, right? Um, so I would um, hand it over um, to you now, Sam, and we'll all introduce ourselves. Yes, thank you very much, Joel. Um, uh, right now, I am the co-president of Bridge Europe Maastricht. I rolled in last year when we had an event about the Twitter Trump ban. Uh, super interesting as well. Uh, topic to discuss. It was uh, very dynamic and it sparked my interest. And that's how I got to know Joel as well and integrated into the organization. Um, I am studying European studies at the University of Maastricht. I'm 21 years old and I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, let me hand it over to you, Leonie. Thank you so much. I'm also studying European studies, actually, but in my master's. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a member of Bridge since September, and it was my roommate, actually, who brought me here. And I'm super happy to be, uh, to be an active member and to take over some project leads. So we always already organized a few events. And yeah, it's super nice to be, have the opportunity to be on the radio today and to, to get you involved. All right, so let me finalize the round. Um, like I said, I'm Joel, 22 years old. I'm studying at the School of Business and Economics here in Maastricht at Maastricht University. And when I uh, came to UM in 2019, I built up our uh, lovely chapter here at Bridge Europe 
Um, yeah, so basically, as, as a co-president uh, together with Sam, uh, we are really working on uh, making this an awesome student organization uh, with awesome members. Oh, super cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know about this organization, actually. Yeah, that's the big problem what we're mm. trying to achieve right now. <laughs> but is it is it then, can you compare it to a, a student for anything? You know, how do you call that, like a student fraternity? Uh, yeah, like society? No, it's... I think it's more uh, in an educational manner than I would say. Um, also, more more academic. Yeah, in that sense. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Do you also have like exchange programs and? Uh, right now, I mean, as we said, we're very young, so we're still trying to actually like be a really known organization among faculties uh, in Maastricht itself. So we want to grow here and. Obviously, we have different chapters around Europe. We have Bridge Paris as well. Uh, we have even a, a chapter in Russia right now. So it's it's pretty cool uh, organization. And in Maastricht, we just hope to grow right now at this moment. Hey, look, look. The thing is, right? Like I said, we are a very global organization. So we don't offer exchange, like you said. Um, but what we can offer our members is that they get into an exchange with like students from around the world, right? So we, we have um, events or meetings with, for example, students from um, the University of California, Berkeley or from Africa um, and stuff like that, right? So this is, I think, also a really unique thing about Bridge that we can really offer um, that students get in touch with students from basically around the world. Brilliant. Oh, so you're not also not limited to, to UM as such. You're open to, say, any any uh, university within Maastricht. Because yeah, totally. you mentioned Bridge Paris. So yeah, then, there are also yeah. students from Soit in our organization. Yeah, yeah, universities out, yeah. For example. So, And we also have events with other universities. So, for example, our last one of our last events was with the University of Paris. So okay. we're trying to cooperate with other Bridge chapters. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Shall we go on a short break? Sure. All right. Sounds good. We'll um, continue with some uh, some of the Musica stuff.
student radio market on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham, your tech for today and we are listening to an episode about Bridge Europe and specifically Bridge Europe Maastricht. Before we proceed, by the way, you just heard another uh, local DJ, Jody Stein, who was also one of the founders of Mose Musica along with his brother Ricky Stein. And as I mentioned, on this Saturday, they will both be playing on air. Um, well, not live, but they'll be playing their, uh, their music on air. Um, Saturday between 8 and 9 p.m. Now, back to the show. So, can you please just remind our audience who we're talking to from Bridge Europe? Yes, you're talking with Sam right now. Today, we're actually just going to talk about some polarizing questions and just discuss them a bit in a dialogue between the three of us, Leonie, me and Joel. Um, kind of exchange some ideas and etc. Yeah, um, so we'll we'll have two topical discussions, right? In the next two sections, then uh, in the section after that, we'll talk about what it's like to be a member at Bridge, and in the last section, we're just gonna conclude this ses- session. So, shall we jump into the very first topic? Sounds good. So the question we were thinking about to ask is whether. Um, ideas that are considered to be kind of dangerous should be tolerated in the discussion or even in society in general. What do you think, guys? I think um, maybe first we should define what dangerous is, right? Um, so here we were thinking of, okay, um, should ideas, for example, like populist ideas, extremist ideas um, be tolerated? Um, and on the one hand, you may think um, they should not be tolerated because you don't want to give them a platform, right? You don't want that they get even more awareness than they already have. Um, so this is really, I think, a topic that um, is important every day in our society. Yeah, exactly. And also, um, there's also this idea of what do you consider is dangerous, right? We we, we grow up with a certain beliefs and we also grow up in different societies we have different norms and for some people we have this belief that this idea is dangerous while other people are totally convinced of that their idea is is normal and this is also something we should definitely take into account in this uh, dialogue i totally agree especially being open-minded is like very important because sometimes you just hear about a statement and you think that you would never agree on this, mm-hmm. but maybe you will listen to like explanation about this and why someone argues the way he does. And you might not agree on it, but you might get where the person is coming from, for example. And I also believe this is what British Europe is about. So we want to end this polarization and we want to stop people just ending a discussion just because they don't agree on the very first statement a person had without even arguing why or where he's coming from. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, Sam, right? So if a person has a dangerous, quote-unquote dangerous idea, then um, this person might not consider this idea a dangerous idea, right? Mm-hmm. So, totally. And if you, if you um, already reject that before that person can explain the viewpoint, mm-hmm. then you're just like reinforcing that person um, in the fact, okay, nobody's listening to me anyways. Like this is... A yeah. rigged society, democracy doesn't work. So this is also kind of in w- which direction uh, the Twitter ban from Trump goes, right? Trump posted dangerous ideas, some would may say on Twitter, and therefore Twitter banned him. Yeah. Um, but 
this led also Trump to say, look, like this is evidence um, to a supporter. He said, look, this is evidence that uh, society um, is against us and this makes them even more extreme in their beliefs, which is even more dangerous. Yeah, that's that's a very good point, Joel. Um, what I also then see back into our events that we organize is that, for example, uh, ideas such as anti-vaxxers, I don't want to be uh, blame them uh, like they're wrong, but I think we should give them also a stage where they can tell their ideas, but we should also have the other uh, stage for the criticism about their ideas on an equal base. So it's like, you can actually debate and have an understanding of what is going on in their mind, which could improve or change. Exactly. Even. The point of dialogue, I think, is what is most important. I mean, of course, it's important to listen to people who have a different opinion on any topic. But at the same time, if you're considering this idea to be dangerous, I think it's also important to put your opinion and to, to argue why and not just to say you're wrong and this is it and I won't say anything more but to say hey look maybe give an example something the person can identify with and which might not maybe not change the opinion of the person but also explain your opinion and why people are maybe in the mainstream political views but explain why they're in there and give give reasons why the other people might question himself or herself in what he or she's thinking yeah so maybe to conclude this section, um, the thing that makes those ideas dangerous is like you said, Sam, is that they don't um, get like confronted with the opposite view, right? Yeah. In all of those like big WhatsApp groups or big, um, mm -hmm. big, big social media groups, right? They can just broadcast their ideas and no one is giving them like okay did you also think about this and that yeah exactly right so that is exactly what we want to provide at bridge right that actually all perspectives uh can just like share their thoughts and yeah. exchange why they're feeling and thinking that way yeah it, it's really about breaking into that tunnel vision uh that people have with their ideas and that's also what we try to do at bridge back to you Thank you so much. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I would like to I have a lot of questions coming up. <laughs> I think we'll take a little break right now. And um, yeah, I think the, uh, we will, we'll get back on topic soon. Thank you.
Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. By the way, that was um, the, the DJ Biscuit, uh, also featured on Moza Musica, along with SRM. And the topic of today is, is Bridge Europe, so trying to understand this organization. Also new for me, as it might be new for our audience. And yeah, we are joined today in the studio um, yeah, by reps from Bridge Europe. Can you remind our audience... Uh, you are again? Hi, I'm Sam. Uh, happy I'm to be here as well. <laughs> yeah, same for you. I'm Leonie. And I'm Joel. I'm very much looking forward to the rest of the session. Um, now we're thinking of um, talking about, so in this, this section we're thinking of talking about, okay, how does social media influence our lives, our opinions, etc. And also going into the direction, okay, should there be a minimum age for social media? Um, or should there, for example, be like, compulsory educational courses that uh, kids, for example, should take in school. What do you guys think of that? Well, first of all, I think social media can have a good influence because our our listeners might have heard about our session today due to Instagram and an Instagram <laughs> advertisement of Student Radio Maastricht. But of course, there are also dangerous, well, dangerous to a certain extent. But if they're really young children, I'm not sure if everything you can access via your social media is the right thing. I remember for myself, for example, I had to be 12 or 14 years old to be on on Facebook. From Well, this was a rule my parents gave me, mm-hmm. not an official rule. I don't know what about your, Sam. Uh, phew, I think it was around the same age, but uh, what I experienced with social media is now, for example, really uh, populist parties, like right-wing parties, they invest a lot of money in uh, advertisement. Um, obviously, I know that uh, some reality, and I, I already have a lot of knowledge around the global issues and stuff. But uh, children of 15, 60, they really start to shape their opinions through social media, and True. with their big investments of right-wing parties, they're constantly fueled with bad opinions, or they go into a spiral. I would say, but yeah, that's the downside of social media. I see sometimes. Yeah, so really the problem um, with social media is, I think uh, it was also covered often in the news by now, um, is that the algorithm that works on, for example, Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. is really um, tailored towards maximizing like the time people spend on social media. So where this leads us is that... um, for example, videos or posts, etc., that really um, engage people um, get like prioritized by those algorithms, mm-hmm. and the videos and uh, posts that engages the most are usually those um, that are very, very um, extreme um, or just like um, in, in some way or the other uh, really pushing pushing us right and. Um, trying to engage us. Yeah. This is a very interesting point you're bringing up. So, I mean, 
I've heard about it, of course, but maybe because I also I'm interested in the topic, etc. But do you think maybe children should be educated on that because they don't know about those algorithms, for example? So yeah. they may just think, oh, uh, Instagram has figured out that I like the certain <laughs> idea, so <laughs> they just keep put, like just sending more more content on a certain issue. So what do you think about educational courses in school, for example, on the topic of social media and the yeah maybe the opportunities, but also the dangers that are, there are. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know if uh, the people uh, higher up in the ministry are interested in doing another extracurricular course of social media. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be necessary if you think about it, about what we just said before. But what do you think, Joel? I'm thinking of like maybe not having it taught to kids, but rather to teenagers yeah. or stuff, you know, like at a certain age. Um, if you have like a minimum age of, I don't know, 16 for social media, mm -hmm. right? Because in the end, uh, social media can be addicting and other things that are addicting or can be addicting like drugs or alcohol also have a minimum age or are prohibited. Um, so in my eyes, a minimum age would make sense. And then like maybe a year before this minimum age, um, students are just confronted with that and say, okay, you need to be careful here and there, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, social media also you've seen there's a lot more increase in suicides. I mean, I'm not going to a dark side right now, but um social media has a lot of disadvantages. Um there's a growing depression, uh, anxiety, loneliness because they spend three, four hours a day on their phone. I mean, uh yeah. But I guess there's also good points to social media. Of course, I mean, you can keep in touch with people yeah. you met, maybe during traveling or something. But then, I mean, like, restriction, I think, are most important. Like, having a restrictive age, of course, maybe, personally, I think 16 would be way too old because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially today, like, when we were younger. I mean, we yeah. all lied, right, <laughs> when, when, when we downloaded Facebook. <laughs> I didn't, actually. No, But uh, maybe because when I only got a smartphone when I was... 12 or something so maybe this is also because I'm like the very few years older than you are so mm -hmm. like smartphones only started when I was 12 you know <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough oh that's amazing that's amazing it's so interesting to hear so this is like one of the examples of the topics that you you cover in uh, yeah. Bridge Europe yeah actually actually interesting that you mentioned that because um, this was actually our very first event at Bridge Europe in Maastricht right we had the um, event that was all around filter bubbles on social media, right? We touched upon that a little bit in the last section, right? That we said, okay, the algorithm leads us to hearing more and more of what we identify with because we engage with that more. So in the end, you are in an echo chamber where you basically only see content that um, confirms your opinion, right? Uh, so your opinion gets stronger and stronger and more extreme, and this is this is like dangerous. It's, it's like a, re a reinforcing. Exactly. Behavior. But I also wonder. I mean, uh, I wonder how long will will people? How long does it take for people to figure that out and go like, oh, this is a bit boring. I need some different content. You know, like on Spotify or um, or even YouTube. So any um, yeah, even just this broad internet platforms, which are not necessarily social medias, they also have this kind of algorithms and. No, I think it's it's an interesting topic, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's also why, like, this is also like really one one layer of bridge, right? That we want to expose people to different views, right? Because 
um, like if you have, for example, a very very liberal liberal view, then it might be also enriching for you to hear about other views. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. like basically <laughs> the basic concept in democracy is that we agree to disagree, right? We don't have to accept each other's opinions, but what is important is that we tolerate each other, right? That we accept the fact that other people may think differently and still can still engage with them in a respectful manner. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's also then bringing us back to what you discussed earlier about it being a bit more academic, a bit more um, like I'm getting debate based, which is something you'll mention later on in the show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as you can already see, we're already diving into a topic <laughs> and kind of having a hard time switching to a break or something because we're super engaged in talking about it and giving our opinion, but also listening to others, mm-hmm. which is sometimes maybe a part that can get forgotten. So because people start talking and then they're so into the topic that maybe they they forget about letting others talk and giving their opinions. So maybe this is the time for another break. So <laughs> for another break, let's do it. I think uh, we're going back to Moza Musica. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
7.5 FM you just heard a fine 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 track by Busy Low thank you very much and big shout out to Moza Musica um, to Richie to, to Jory and everyone else involved there as you can imagine we are uh, we are trying to strengthen our collaboration here with uh, with Moza Musica and in the studio today we have the the Bridge Europe organization uh, raving to the to the to the beats of Moza Musica so previous well uh yeah pre-recorded uh artwork music so yeah please uh, we were we were talking about uh, bridge europe and we just heard a nice disc- uh, example of what you discuss and uh, yeah can you can you please continue yes thank you very much we thought it would be nice since we don't have that much time to actually also explain a bit about just a day in the life of a bridge member so what exactly we do, uh, which dialogues we have, um, how it works in our organization, how we form events, um, etc. Um, Joel, could you maybe start off what the co-president of Bridge Europe Maastricht does on a regular basis? Absolutely, Sam. Um, so as a, as a co-president, you can basically think of being responsible <laughs> for the success of Bridge, right? So you're sort of like a, a general manager um, that is working towards um, the future and at anticipating challenges, etc. right? To make this a little bit more concrete, um, for example, we have to look ahead and um, see what changes towards the next semester, right? Some people may leave Maastricht because they graduate, some people may go on exchange and are therefore not present in Maastricht. Um, so then task of the co-president is to raise awareness for those challenges and uh, propose like a plan um, or like a plan of attack how we can um, uh, go ahead and um, work to to solve that right um, this is one part right to to define and pursue a long-term strategy um, on the other hand um, it's also like the co-president is also really engaged in like the day-to-day mm-hmm. activities at bridge Right, so we have, for example, um, our weekly meetings. So every Wednesday at 7.30, we have a meeting um, where we just um, discuss what's going on right now um, and working towards events, working towards projects, etc. And as a co-president, Sam and I, um, we set the agenda for those meetings. We lead those meetings um, and we're really trying to get everyone engaged um, and uh, yeah, just also having a good time. Absolutely. And, and how big is uh, Bridge Europe Maastricht, if I may ask? How many members? Yeah, sure. So actually, when, when I came um, to Maastricht, um, it was just me, right? Um, but by now, um, we are, I think, currently around 20 active members. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. this changes always, right? Uh, because you always have people graduating and leaving. So there's a high fluctuation. This is also why we are always looking for new members. Um, but 
the cool thing is that we are really dynamic, right? So everyone, every single member can really have an impact because we are valuing everyone's contribution. Yeah, I, I, I was also curious, since when does Bridge Europe uh, exist in Maastricht? Or, um, well, we were know? founded in uh, 2019, actually. I think it was by you and a German friend, right? Yeah, so um, it was founded in, in January 2019, and um, uh, basically I, I came in, in September, and because those people who founded Bridge, um, they uh, graduated, um, it was then me who, like, build it up again. Yeah, yeah, someone needs to, to indeed, like you said, hey, uh, you need to bridge the, the years. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. look, we, we, we have the same thing with, with Student Radio Maastricht, it's the mm. same things, like, because our members keep changing every year, there mm. has to be someone to, like, um, to bridge the gap, basically, during summertime, during the change of academic years. Of course. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's a very typical, um, typical Maastricht problem, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how it is in other cities. But yeah, indeed, if, if you're in a place like Paris with so many universities, then yeah. it's probably much easier, much bigger group. But uh, it's, it's also nice on one hand. I mean, you learn a lot of new people, uh, to get to know a lot of new people every year because every year or hopefully more often in the year get new members uh, and we different nationalities, different faculties you are mm. not used to talk to. I mean, I'm at Fasos. I meet people from business economics right now, law, uh, usually don't really encounter, but at Bridge, I do. So that's also really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I think, uh, sorry? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, 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 I was gonna say that that's again, like uh, kind of the nice thing about being in Bridge Europe Maastricht is that Maastricht has a very diverse uh, study program. I can imagine if Bridge Europe is present in say, say Delft or Aachen, where it's just like one technical university, then like the diversity is sort of missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah again, um, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I would just also be interested to hear from you, Leonie, how you experience Bridge um, as an active member and as a project lead. Yeah, of course. For me, it's kind of different since I've been only a member since September last year, and I also know that I will be graduating very soon. So it's like a short time, and I really wanted to get the most out of it. So I started engaging quite early during my masters and taking pardon the lead of events of course like first of all the weekly meetings we're having which are already super interesting and enriching and then we try to sometimes meet after the meetings to also have the social aspect of bridge which i think to me is super important because of course it's cool to organize events and to have an impact but it's also important to to meet new friends as you were saying earlier to meet people from different faculties from different backgrounds so there's this this is uh, like two-folded idea of having the idea of an organization and organizing events but also having the social aspect and then uh, after with those social events or like um this weekly meetings we're also having like project leaders such as i am for example and we organize events so we we create our smaller groups and we engage with members of Bridge Europe and then we try to for example reach out to other organizations to get a partnership with or we try to reach out to restaurants or bars to have for example meetings or events there which is also I think a super interesting point yeah definitely and I mean as the other co-president in the duo uh, me myself I would closely align with the tasks that Joel does Um, I'll maybe outline them more in like actual stuff we're doing right now for example um, Leonie is project lead she's organizing an event as the co-president you then contact Leonie on a weekly basis and ask like how's it going do you need help from other do you need to contact marketing team so basically as a co-president that's what we do then um, just 
basically a lot of facilitation yeah. right yeah catch up on what everyone's doing try to divide the task so everybody's actually doing something um i mean you don't have to do anything but we want to engage our members so we yeah. want to make sure everyone has a task and that's basically what we try to do every week right also having an overview of everything what's mm -hmm. going on right now and trying to really uh pursue that in a direction that um, is in line with our goals Yeah, and I think this is something you're handling super well because you never know as a, just a member how much time you can invest. So it's not an obligation you have that if you you have to be there every week, but it's good that you give as much as you can. So you always try to be there and you can be more active during one period. But if you feel like, okay, the next course is going to be super, super, super hard, you can also say, okay, I'm maybe not taking over a project lead, but just be part of a project and take over smaller tasks, which I think is super nice because you can be very flexible on how yeah. much you're contributing which I think yeah it's it's crucial mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree uh, I guess that's also what we are about um, alright back to you yeah. oh thank you so much oh yeah I can, I can very much uh, resonate <laughs> with that feeling as well <laughs> it's the same with student radio so by the way to the audience if you are listening uh, if, you're, if you've tuned into 107.5 FM you're listening to student radio Maastricht and uh, as a short quick shout out for the next hour if you're curious what the what the studio looks like or if you're interested um yeah just drop by and you will see in the next hour um, how we just chill out and have an experimental session in the meantime shall we go back to um to another track sounds good sounds good let's do it this one is called this one is by um by dj chris decker
about uh, Bridge Europe. So, uh, yeah, can you please um, remind the audience a little bit? And uh, yeah, we were pretty much towards the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, it was super fun to be here, first of all. And uh, thank you also for inviting us. Um, I guess I speak for all of us that we had fun today. Definitely. And uh, uh, we also wanted to do a little promotion at the end of the show because I thought that would be suitable <laughs> <laughs> since we're here now anyways. Um, we actually have a podcast and a blog next to uh, our own Bridge Europe Maastricht uh, events and all sorts of things. Um, let me just outline a bit what we do on the podcast and what we do on the blog is that we trying to cover all kinds of topics and also invite experts on like social and political issues. Um, we recently invited a European Parliament uh, minister. Um, furthermore, we had a Ukrainian uh, journalist, a Finnish sociology professor, uh, which were all really cool subjects, um, uh, which covered the Ukrainian crisis. Um, other topics were also mentioned about um, uh, the, the, oh, the latest was super interesting about the European Parliament uh, minister was that he would talk about the corruption within the EU. Uh, I also learned a lot there about actually that there is more corruption in the EU than you think. Uh, so I would definitely check it out. It's super interesting. Um, so, and they're also always uh, looking for interested people to listen and who have interesting stories. So always reach out to us. Uh, furthermore, on the blog um, is actually more outside of Bridge Europe Maastricht, but we can all participate in that uh, if you're interested. They um, they have a really international team that cover try to cover a lot of topics and anyone who has an idea and want to write something can just um, tell them and start writing a little blog essay or whatever and we can post it on our website uh, which is Bridge Europe by the way <laughs> um, yeah and it's uh, it's super interesting actually they have uh, they try to engage our followers and possible members in debate and discussions with these blogs and podcasts, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I always enjoy listening to the podcast, like after a hard day of studying or something. It's just relaxing to listen to other people contributing and to your thoughts, etc. Mm -hmm. And also something very easy, some everything you should do after the show, reach out to your phone and check out our social media accounts. So we are having a Uh, Facebook and Instagram account it's Bridge Europe Maastricht and they're always there's always some fun content but also the promotion for our next event so we will p keep you posted there check it out yeah and talking about our next event um, this is actually I think one of the coolest events uh, we've organized so far um, it will happen on 18th of May from 6.30 to 8.30 um, you can check out the details um, and the sign-up forms on our Instagram page under Bridge Europe Maastricht. And this event is about whether it makes sense to have a common European army, right? Um, and we will have this um, uh, this discussion um, in somewhat a setting like Model UN, but switch to on an EU level, right? Um, and we think that this will really... Uh, be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be at the um, law faculty. Yeah, right? exactly. In the um, face cell. Yeah, so faculty. so so really make sure to to check that out to mm -hmm. sign up um, on our uh, Google Forms registration link. Um, you can find that on our social media. And last but not least, we really want to emphasize here um, that we are 
looking for for new students, right? So um, if you want to make a positive impact, um, we're looking for you. Text us on um, or reach out to us on our social media or email us. You can find the email on our um, website, bridgeeurope.org. Um, and we're very happy to just chat with you, have an informal chat, meet with you, meet, with, uh, meet on some drinks. Um, yeah, so we are very, very excited uh, to hopefully meet you soon. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah, that, that is a very interesting topic. Um, I'll definitely um, keen to check it out. And like, like, like you mentioned to the audience, yes, you should definitely check out the, uh, the links and uh, yeah, keep in touch with their events. Before we go, we have just about enough time to announce some more social activities happening in town this, this coming few days. On Friday, uh, we have the Triple M, uh, which is an organization that does Sightrans events at... Uh, at Lanbo Belong. This one is in the Geldertje on the riverside on Saturday. Like I mentioned earlier, Jory and Richie Stein, founders and resident DJs of Moza Musica, will kick off Saturday evening live uh, on RTV 107.5 FM. And right after that, you can head into town to LBB where there will be, be live bands performing gypsy jazz, ska punk, folk and erotic blues. So, you know where to be on Saturday night. This is what's happening in town. And if you're not too hungover on Sunday, there is Bazaar Du Sud, a pop-up marked uh, at the Lutherse Kirk from Luther's, that that's a church uh, or a converted church <laughs> uh, from 12 in the afternoon to 6 p.m. So uh, stay tuned because we will be having uh, one more hour uh, on air. And in the meantime, I wish you a lovely evening.